through over 50 years of research, field testing, and feedback from influencers like myself and everybody else that went to the Churchill Downs uh, Kentucky Derby this year for the Yukonuba trip. Um, influencers, con uh, consumers, Yukonuba has really scientifically formulated diets for peak condition and sporting dogs. They also commit to the health and well-being of the dogs, embracing every decision that they make about the food. Yukonuba maintains a dog-first mentality to their animal protein-led formulations that reject the current consumer trends in favor of a balanced nutrition profile. This is what makes Yukonuba Premium Performance Dog Food your dog, your sporting dog's number one superior nutrition choice when it comes to keeping up the health and well-being of these guys. Check out the Premium Performance 3020 blend at yukonuba.com. You can also find it at petsmartchewy.com. Mother Nature, God's way mm -hmm. of making things safe for for things against predators or for life in general. Mm -hmm. Usually, usually, bird scent will die. I give or take seven, seven thirty, eight o'clock in the evening. Okay, gotcha. The Gun Dog Notebook Podcast is presented to you by On X Hunt, crafted to be the number one digital mapping resource for hunters anglers, and landowners. Download the OnX Hunt app from your phone's app store today and check out onxmaps.com for more inside Onyx. adjusted now that bird and and to to adjust the uh the pin on it the, the spring tension yep. i'm popping it about eight to ten feet now okay before it gets See, that's good but how high is the bird flying so like uh, when when you when you when you slingshot that bird out of there mm -hmm. you know is it making a feathers before it flies or is it coming right off the corner like a natural wood bird wood does that make sense so when it like Go ahead. Most launchers are set hot. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, they're set pretty damn strong. Okay. You can change your springs and set it up to where instead of the bird being cooked up and still acting or looking like it's in the, in, in, in the launcher bag or the launcher, uh, felt. Right. And you got its wings all stuck to its body and just like, fling, you know, it's like a yeah. flying in there. He's he, he's probably he's probably gathering himself about five six feet. See, that's way too much. Okay, so okay, you got to be careful because you're gonna cause that dog could cause that dog, and I say every dog's different, but you could cause that dog to start blinking that because that is abnormal. Okay. Okay, if you, if you, put, if you took a picture in your hand and had him out there on the chest for him, was kind of helping him and stuff, and just told him in the clear, um, I can send you a video. I don't know if I have that on Facebook. I'm not. Yeah, I can. And, and he's 
just a little chase after a little bit. Mm-hmm. Man, you don't see no air time in there before before that thing started flapping. You know, or started flapping its wings. You know, you try and keep things as natural as you can. You back off on your spring pressure. I mean, you go to Ace Hardware. Um, most of the big places, Home Depot and Lowe's and all that stuff, mm-hmm. don't have a good spring selection. Yeah. But like Ace Hardware, a little mom and pop shop, you know, something like that, a little hardware store like that, um, they'll have a better selection of springs. I mean, yeah, they're buck ninety five. So be it. If it makes it natural for your dog and prevents boogers from happening, right. Let's go with it. Okay. Okay. No, yeah, that's that's definitely good. Yeah, that's good advice. And that's why I wanted to put that out there. Um right. just to see um so basically lower the spring tension and so he's flushing yes, much he's flapping much lower. Gotcha. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah, he said look like it's coming off the ground natural. Okay. And even that sometimes here's a good for you too. Sometimes the bird will well that hasn't been launched much or hasn't been used much in a launcher and didn't really, you know, um I don't know. I, I don't want to say pay attention to it, but it'll go in the fly up here about five foot and land right back on top of the line from your standard. Like, what the hell was that? Yeah. You know? Okay. Your dog's going to knock it. And he's going to want to knock it. And you let him knock it. The easiest way to do that, let the check cord slide through your hand and give him enough, enough pressure to stop him when he puts the bird in the air. Gotcha. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. So basically. He's going to knock it. You're going to let him knock it, but he wants to change for right now. Okay? Because what will happen, this will lay off into your quail when you're out there and, and, and you caught him at a spot and you know, might pick the grid or whatever off of other stuff. Um, you know, his, his eyes go roll back in his head. You're like, oh, Dad, I got demons. You know what I mean? He's going to go in there and he's going to jump right in the middle of them and fly every one of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So be it. This is going to help him think. You know, you're not taking the chase out of him yet. You're just preventing a can of worms from happening. Okay? So let's say you didn't do nothing. This could happen. Um, the dog goes in there, jumps on top of the launcher. The launcher gets hung up on him, beat the hell out of him. Or he catches the bird on the ground. Boom! There you go. We got a new can of worms. Not a bad can of worms, but we got a new can of worms. Right. Now he's nervous of launchers because they just beat the hell out of him by his doing. And he caught the bird on the ground. Hmm. See what I'm saying? When, when you, like when you're working on retrieving and you're doing, I mean, you know, on the labs, I'll let them catch birds on the ground. I don't care about that. But yeah. the wing dog, I, 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 I'll pull wing feathers and throw the gun. Okay. They're not pointing it. They didn't know what I got in my hand, you know, at first. Mm-hmm. But I throw the bird and let him go out there and snatch it up off the ground. It's a totally different thing. They ain't out there pointing. Right. See what I'm saying? They don't walk up there and point that sucker and we come to the front and they go in there and snatch it on the ground like that. Oh, man, all we're doing is putting a bird in their mouth. We're letting them have a bird. Mm-hmm. We're letting them not build the fear or the cautiousness or the nervousness with birds. Gotcha. So See, it's on their table. Here, go ahead, throw it. Toss it for them. You know, snatch that sucker up. And you'll see they'll run circles around it. They'll do all kinds of crazy stuff. You know, they don't know what that bird's going to do. Right. And so they're they're becoming naturally more cautious on it. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Because, and, and that's been my, 
you know, kind of my biggest thing with learning the launchers is, okay, that bird gets up. Because I had it a, a, a number of times where I would flush a bird and he comes up and comes straight back down. Yep. Give your dog enough check cord to put it into, you know, by rights, you should be about 10 foot. So you've got five foot of cord. Well, that fish ain't going to put up with too much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you have to, you can step forward like I'm one good step. So there's the yard. There's three foot you just took up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And add it to your check cord. Give him enough cord. Don't let him rip it out of your hand so you don't burn your hands and drop it. Give him enough cord to get himself in trouble. Put the bird in the air and stand there and let him watch it fly off. Right. Okay? You're not taking nothing away from him except for the chase at this moment. You're preventing your book from getting filled with now with now occurring boogers. Mm-hmm. With him catching and so on and so forth. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know what's going to happen whenever he gets in there. Hell, I've had dogs, you know, that 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 caught me with my pants down or something, and and you know, get get the get the larger horn up in the cord. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you know what's going to happen. You can't sit there and burn them to stop and stand with the launch on their neck because you're going to think that launch is causing it. Gotcha. And then not, now he's not going to want to operate around ahead. it. Right. Exactly. It's operator error. Work through it. Okay. You know, but keep it simple. You know? Yeah. So that, that was one of the things that, that me and Maurice did with the, with the releases for so long. You know, they, they were a, a pretty good tool. We're getting more out of launchers now because the releaser shit kind of went sideways or the releaser stuff kind of went sideways. And, uh, you know, um, nobody can get a hold of the guy that does them and, and whatever. So, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a local boy here that, you know, hell, I've done a releaser for uh, like a buck 75. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. I mean, well, now the electronics just went up, but, you know, uh, I'll see the uh, uh, 250. You know, mm-hmm. gas shock, box, electronics, everything. Everything. Okay. So, I you mean, know. and that's that's interesting, you know, and I kind of want to hang on to the launcher subject for a minute because exactly. that, yeah. that, that was a bit of contention for a lot of trainers. Like, a lot of people don't like the launchers, you know. Because they don't do nothing to them. Yeah. They're scared of the launchers because they let the dogs do and get away with too much stuff. We go back to the picture taking moment. Mm-hmm. Well, I want that silver gun to point. Hey, I'll do them up two circles, three circles on different winds. I'm going to keep paying attention to where the wind's hitting me at. If that dog don't point, it's good. It's doing stop to flush. This area right here, he's not getting seen. I ain't going to cause a booger. Yeah. You, you can get just as much breaking work done with stop to flush as you can with sitting and pointing because the correction's still the same, you've got a different mindset on the dog because he's not, ooh, dad, I got this sucker now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sitting there trembling and everything. I mean, just stuck on it. You ain't got that. You caught the dog with your pants down. Right. You got control of the chair cord. You got control of the e-collar. Tap, tap, tap. When they shop and stand, don't go up there and get rough on him and sit him back. You don't remember where that dog was at. Go mm-hmm. up there and pet him for stopping and standing. Right. And, and petting for doing what we're wanting to build and what we're creating. Right. And and so and again, as another word of advice for Plody, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> I, now I'm seeing where he's learning all this stuff from. Like, okay, cool. Because <laughs> he, you know, yeah. I, I I was sending him videos and and I was 
I was flushing the bird, and of course, you know, my young dog wasn't pointing him at first, so if he wasn't pointing, I was flushing it and letting it go off, but he would stop after the flush. And I just go, pet his tail up, okay, good deal. And in the field, what I would notice was he would get a little bit more cautious as he, you know, as he got closer to that launcher. It wasn't nowhere near perfect. But, you know, I noticed that, you know, at least there was an opportunity for him to say, okay, I'm kind of getting what you're trying to go at. Right. You know. um, And see, when you come to the natural, when you come to the change of the springs mm -hmm. and the natural looking effect of the bird coming off the ground, Mm -hmm. it'll get a lot cleaner. Gotcha. Because it's not so set up. It's not such a gimmick added. Right. You know, and it's not so much a gimmick. It's helped to make the dog choose for itself, but be controlled through its thoughts. Right. I hope that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. Um, you know, and I was obviously, you know, it's, 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 with all of these training tools, it's definitely a learning curve. And this is my learning curve. Like, you know, operating this launcher has probably been the most complex thing for me. Right. Because of number one, timing. Number two, flushing that bird, you know, wild as possible. I was talking to my buddy, uh, Paul, and he was just like, you know, flush that bird as if if you had a, a itchy trigger finger, what he called it. He was like, let it go. Yep. Just that dog get, you know, because by the time, by the time you realize that dog has had scent, or the dog, yep. by the time you see that dog on scent, he's already had scent long time ago. Yep. Yep. So go ahead and, and flush it. Yep. And I agree with what Paul said. What Paul is doing is helping you or helping the dog, helping you help the dog. We'll, we'll, we'll do it in this scenario. Respect the area. Mm-hmm. But what will help you better is a natural flush. Yeah. And that's where your spring change will help you immensely. Mm-hmm. Another thing too, um, had a recent guy, you know, coming in that come down. I mean, I love the guy to death. Uh, he was putting larger stuff into thick stuff. Okay, especially on a young dog, man. You don't you don't need knee deep grass. You don't need thigh deep grass. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's too green here. It's too hot here. It's too muggy here. Put the stuff in in shin deep to ankle deep. You know what I mean? Just mm. enough, or if you got a few weeds, you know where where that cut the field or, or whatever. Yeah, and, and, and knock some of that grass up. Put on the other side of that grass. Right. You know what I'm saying? Especially you know where where you're down in Georgia. You know what we got to watch here is the heat. Oh, it's terrible. The heat. Yeah, that some gun's gonna be dead when you go out there to flop it. It's gonna cook itself. Right. So set it in the shade. Quail. Put them out in the shade. You know, you put them out in the direct sun right now and in the worst time of the day, they're going to cook. They're going to be in the woods somewhere. They're going to be in the shade, wherever it's at, somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so put set that up. And that was, you know, that's that's been a uh, a, a conversation that I've heard with a lot of people. Like, you know, people think you got to work a lot. You got to work that dog in, that, like you said, that knee-deep grass and to where the dog can't see it. And I think some people fear that the dog is going to see the launcher where shin deep. I mean, that's plenty deep enough and you're not going to have a, 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 any kind of dog lab retriever pointer, whatever 
in this type of humidity and heat running through grass. That's not going to happen. Exactly. You'll burn your dog out super quick. The dog cannot be successful in learning if it is not successful in teaching. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a mouthful right there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, that's that's that word of wisdom, man. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, you got to think about it. You know, mm -hmm. I can't tell you to go out here and take a motor out of your 69 and power if you don't even know where the distributor's at. Right. Or you, you know can't, I mean? or you can't focus salt. enough to get it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, salt the area a little bit, okay? Your pigeons, you can pull two or three, uh, you know, X amount, just pinch a little bit of, of, of the feathers off the bat, okay? So you set your bird up at point A when when you're doing when you're doing the um, the, the teaching part, mm -hmm. okay? You can take and pull, you know, pinch a few feathers off of the back. You know, usually the back in between the wings, but down by its butt. Mm -hmm. You can pull a few of them feathers out. Now, it's going to have scent on it. The bird itself in the launcher or releaser or on the ground loose is going to be your hot scent. So it's going to be a mixture of scents, but it's going to be hot because you can produce a bird. Right. See what I'm saying? So what your dog will do is he's probably going to stick a fire out of them feathers. Okay, mm. and not realize that the bird is as close as it is, or where it is, or anything like that. That's fine. Okay, you're building it to trust its nose. You're setting this up for a building to trust its nose. Okay. Okay, and here's something that you know, guys are going out there with the nose, and oh man, he's getting you know, all that crap. You don't even know there's a bird there, and man, they'll be out there trying to flush a fire. Right. Man, let that dog go in the room now. Let him prove you wrong because you're creating a can of worms because he's going to go around sticking everything because you're helping him and doing things differently to build this plain desire and you're in the room as a partner. Right. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. that, that's a can of worms. That's a large break. It takes a lot of energy and, and, and a lot of naked fields. Yeah. I mean, and, and because they, they want to point everything because they think every, every little piece of brush is going, is going to have a bird in it. Right. And and but again, you've got a dog that's that's becoming more aware and like you said, respecting the area, becoming more cautious. You know, exactly. in, instead of just you know hightailing it all up and down the the, the field aimlessly. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna and see do, like and so to say like with the and I mean then we go into your next question. But like where I was talking about salt area a little bit, okay, there's dogs that I'll work. And if I'm not planning on working another dog, last dog of the day or whatever, um, and I walk back by that launch, man, if something's going to blow up and stick it, I mean, you know, beautiful picture. But there's nothing there. I'm going to keep right on walking. And the mm -hmm. people's like, well, man, he's pointing. Why are you walking? I said, I can't produce no bird. So why, why encourage that? Right. That's where the bird was. Because the scent's cold. The bird's back up at the pool scoop. Right. There's no quail out here, so the bird's going to come to the pigeon coop. Why am I going to encourage that? Right. He needs to learn the difference between hot scent and cold scent. He needs to figure that out on his own. Mm -hmm. You need to figure out if you need to chew tobacco or not chew tobacco. When you look at your teeth in the morning or whatever, you know what I'm saying? You've mm -hmm. got to decide, is that, well, is this really that cool or not? Yeah. 
and and and, you know? and make that determination. Yeah, man. I um, exactly. And that and that that was actually something that I didn't even I was concerned about, but didn't really know how to solve. Is okay. How do I get a dog on that trail? You know, and 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 really getting that scent in, but him knowing the, the how to differentiate it. I mean, if you've got a dog on wild birds all the time, then naturally they'll learn. But that's not the case here, and especially in the southeast. You know, right. you're, I can take I can take my dog on wild birds, but it's a four hour drive every time I got to do it. Exactly, and if is a huge word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, if your aunt had a pink thing, she'd be your uncle. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, it, it's the same as, you know, um, I don't know, I watch a lot of Steve Harvey clips, and this girl was talking about her old man, and, you know, he was this and he was this, but he said, now wait a minute. He said, as soon as you say but, everything at the start of that just went out the door. Just went out the door. Yep. Yep. He said, the whole topic changed when you said but. I didn't say it. You said it. When you said but, everything else went out the door. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You know, and I mean, everything we do, we've got to help the dogs learn. And if your dog ain't smelling or your dog ain't understanding, you know, toss them a few more pigeons. You know, if you got a pigeon you can kill, you know, take, take the wings out of it, throw it around the air, and let him, let him catch it, pick it up, carry it around. Let him play with it. Don't let him get away with it and go lay down over in, in the back 40, you know, and, mm-hmm. and go back there and get him a bird turn. Right. You know, nothing like that, but let him see what he's doing and you'll learn as you build that little that little window of opening man dog's gonna like this stuff right you ain't verbally whooping him and whoa 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 you're trying to make him pull it don't do it you know look at Jonesy's Jonesy's Jonesy help you pull it I'm gonna say nothing to you yeah I'm gonna give you the option either you pull it and I let you chase or you pull it or don't pull it and you stand up with bird flies one other, which are you going to enjoy? Right. You change your options fairly, not verbally beating them up, not telling them what to do. You teach them what to do and change your options. You'll be surprised how much more you'll get done to them. Mm-hmm. But just letting it, letting them be themselves and letting them figure their it's own problems out. It's got to go to the school board docs. Yep. And letting them... Uh... You know, letting them figure themselves uh, themselves out. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you know, they can't learn if they don't make mistakes. Mm-mm. You know, I mean, they're no different than kids. The advantage to kids is they understand English a little bit. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it just, uh, true. I mean, I mean, it goes back to you know, Martha's kind of. You can't make a fair equal correction on a dog that doesn't make a mistake. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. And 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 see, that's the thing. I, I it's just so interesting, man. Like you get. And I'm guilty of it, too. And that's why I say I have to teach myself to scale scale back. But everybody, especially when you get these dogs, these pointers, these setters, these from God knows what bloodline and this fancy line that you we want this six month old dog to to be the next rock star. And yet he's still, you know, bumping birds. He's still not pointing. He's still flushing. He's still doing all of these things. And it just takes time. Exactly, and people don't want to spend time. Right. But just like champions and all that stuff, hey, there's some really, really nice champions, 
some champions that ain't produced a damn thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There ain't nothing but two guys' opinion on what they had to judge from right. why that dog got a champion. They don't look at how many dogs they run against. Mm-hmm. You know, a 12-dog trial ain't a champion dog, in my opinion. No. That's a joke. I that's mean, because there's no, there's, you, well, that, that's a, that's a joke because you, you haven't really gauged much yeah. of natural ability. That's like, okay, I'm the best yeah. kid in class. Okay. Well, hell, you still got a whole school. Yeah. You know, now you, now you whoop 60 dogs, 40 dogs, 30 dogs, hell, 20 dogs. You whoop them, you done something. Yeah. Cause out of that 20, there's going to be something in there that, that, that make your poop get loose. <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's got to be something in there that, that that makes you want to stand up in your saddle and watch every freaking move that it made. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you you read about those dogs, but you know, how often do we really see those dogs in 2019? Exactly. You know, I I think um, what was it this year's dog? True Confidence. That was a dog yeah. that was apparently very stellar, but he was also an old dog, too. And a hell of a producer. I've heard a lot of good about Frank's dog mm-hmm. on the street and with people I trust in the dog world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a hell of a producer. Right. And, I mean, he flat puts bird dog plus, you know, power on the ground, bottom end. You know, the dogs can hunt for four hours instead of a half hour. Right. You know, that kind of stuff. You know, big hearts. That's bottom end. Yeah. You know, several of my puppies. I mean, my puppies are from yours. My puppies, I got three of them that will always not want to get killed up because they're going back to the field to get into something. Mm-hmm. They there, but they're going to go find something to get back into. Right. You know, and I'm talking 80, 80, 80, 83, 84 degrees to 92 and they're still just going. Exactly. Motors are running. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I know the daddy inside now. I know the mommy inside now. I mean, that's a big cross between me and Marisa stuff in the last 10 years. And we know what we bred. We know what we wanted to breed. We know what we got. We know what we put on the ground. We know what we produce mm-hmm. out of everything. Yeah. And we crossed a bitch out of his and my stuff to a male out of this other so we could put an outcast or an out um an outcross into mm-hmm. the into the bloodline that we have mm-hmm. going. So we've got, you know, uh something to go to, you know, that isn't so covered up and everything else. Right. Right. You know? You know, and, and, and I'm I'm glad you brought that up because you know, I really want to be a little bit, a, a lot more educated on on pedigrees and, and, and the whole breeding process. But I also want to discuss that a bit more. I feel like that's something that's talked about a lot in the trial world. But, you know, on the day-to-day bird dog, you know, for the, the day-to-day bird dog guy, people get caught up in names. You know, I'm a big, like my dog is a snake foot dog. He's got strike and guard reel and stuff like that in him. But, you know, what, that's obviously not the only good thing. And we're talking about a dog that was alive years ago. So what are you looking for now? What are you and Maurice looking for now that will produce a stellar dog? Is it a line? Is it traits? What, what is it? Traits. Okay. Brains. Okay. We look for brains because it makes the job easier. It makes it easier when the dogs go home. It makes it easier when the dogs go with the you know, trial. 
whatever. I mean, we got the bottom end in there. We've got the go. We've got the heart. We got trainability. We got everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and and for instance, okay, I, I've got a male that I mean, he's spread out the ass. He's rocky, he's red rocket or black or rocket or blood on the bottom, which is very very strong stuff. And and a son of a master champion in the shadow. And I mean, uh, this dog is right. I worked him as a young dog. I worked him as an older dog. I mean, he's a very good friend of mine that owns him. And um, the dog is a nice ass dog. Mm-hmm. Both dogs. Have him on foot. You can hang him off horse back. You know he's not crazy headed. He, he's good in the game. You know uh, there's a lot of traits. I mean he ain't a coach singer or nothing like that. He's a very damn nice dog. Right. We cross that with what we got, so we had an outcross. Okay, so there's no health issues and and no kind of um you know missing teeth and missing toes and that kind of stuff that right. doesn't get talked about in public. Right, you know, because they don't they, they, they don't put nothing. You know, um, they, they, you you can only breed brothers and sisters and moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas and all that crap so much. You're not you're not benefiting the breed. You're benefiting your pocket. That's right. Or you're benefiting. Right. You're not making the breed better and stronger. And so you have to reach yeah. outward. You know, exactly, and, and pull back in. Yeah, yeah. You know. you know, so we've got several dogs out of our personal crosses that we're going to outcross to, to put, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, a jalapeno in the stew instead of uh, a chili pepper. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We still know what that what that male or that female is going to do. We still know how they train. We still know how they grow. We still know all the bells and whistles to either dog, but they're different blood. Right. And that's so something. It's not built from that, you know. I've had several people tire kick on my puppies. Oh man, no, hey, no, ah, you know all that stuff. You know, cool, fun, handy, buy one, all hundred bucks. That's fair, you know. Yeah. I know what I've got. I know what I've bred. I know what some of the pros have said about my stuff. I know what 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 Maurice has bred and what the pros and the guys, you know, whooping butt on the West Coast and stuff. Um, our stuff is right. They got sense. You can handle them off foot or handle them off horse. Right. If you got to run that son of a gun down with a horse and he ain't smart enough to handle off a foot, you just you, you just cut your own throat. Right. You got a dog that, you know that just doesn't he, he doesn't. he ain't thinking. He what they say about pointers? Exactly. He's just running with the wind between his ears. Yep. You know, yep. letting it howl like a like a dang coon. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, it, that's so big. That's your choice. Right. That's the public choice, but they're like, "Well, I don't recognize any dogs on on the bitch. you know. I do. Yeah. And you all know, like all my all my videos and all my stuff of of her prior parents working. Right. You know, the the Luna dog that that you've seen in, in the in the recent two videos, that's the mom's mom's sister. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Brains. Okay. Okay. Now see, he's bred LU on the top side, and she's bred LU on the top side, and outcrossed with a Belfield Silver bitch. Okay, that bitch with with Maurice got bred four times, and then the dad and the mom of the mom. Let's see here. Excuse me. The mom's mom, her mom and dad, which is a little that's on the ground right now was bred five times. This is going to be the very last breed. 
And that's because everything, no wall hangers, no boot polishers, no nothing. Everything is a damn nice dog, bird dog, kennel dog, house dog, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay? My bitch, and, um, okay, her, okay, let me see here how, if I can keep this straight. Storm is the mommy mm-hmm. of the litter. Storm's dad is out of my stuff. Okay? I did my breeding three times. Several went to plantations down south. Several went to some field trialers. Several uh, could be all age dogs, which is a big running dog, right. off horseback. Wow. The people don't, don't campaign them. They handle them off foot and run them and have fun with them. Yeah. It's... Very trainable, very strong, very good bottom man. Now, my... The dad's dad and the mom's mom's the mom's mom's mom. Okay, so 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 Storm is out of Shy, which is the mom. Mm-hmm. Shy is out of Lloyd and Tink. My male is um, Keith, which was out of J Rome, which is Tink's brother. Okay. So we put the fuel back in on on this bitch, but we wanted to outcross because you get too much Belfield silver sometimes, or it's kind of a scenario that we've come across, Maurice and I, you, you, you have a hearing problem. Really? Yeah. Huh. If, it's up, if Belfield silver's in there up too close, not saying that, you know, uh, is a for sure, it's just a coincidence that we have run across. Right. But I mean, a, enough of a coincidence is an indicator. Yeah, we don't yeah, need we, to do this. We pay real close attention, and that's why we're trying to outcross them. Right. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. See, so I mean, it's just—it's our pers- read the Amnesian standard. Mm-hmm. Look up the Amnesian standard on pay on and uh, spell that first name for me. Uh, Amnesian A M E S I A N. Okay. Standard. Okay. Standard. Yep. You, you 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 highlight and point it out there and put it up publicly where it says anything about how the dog's tail placement is supposed to be on judging a bird dog. Hmm. So I'll come I'll, I'll come kiss you on your mouth. <laughs> and I don't play that. Seriously. So I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely go look that up. Amesian standard. Yep. Okay. Yep, the amusing stand. That is what all the dogs should be looked at and judged upon and how they should conduct themselves uh, in life. Okay. Um, Amusing standard, and, gotcha. Yep. And I'll join you to drive down to Albany and, uh, and kiss you on your mouth and you see one spot there where it says anything about the tail. Right. The tail's supposed to be at 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock or 5 o'clock or what the hell is it? Mm-hmm. Now, is I actually just looked it up um, a second ago. Um, it came up on Strideaway, matter of fact. In uh, yep. Hobart, Ames, Ames Plantation, that whole thing. Okay, cool. I got some homework to do. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and I mean, and, and that, but that's the thing, though, man. Like, I, I talk to guys like you, like Bud Moore and everybody, you know, and none of y'all mention anything about tail set, which has been a, I guess I never, 
I, I I didn't pick that up on the I, I guess as far as like the 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 co I guess not a coincidence, but the reasoning why y'all don't because that's not the most defining thing. Right. You you look okay. Um, I think we did on this you know back in our discussions before this. You look on my videos and my pictures. You don't see me stroking a tail up and taking pictures of holding the puppy tail up and all that crap. Mm-hmm. That's a damn lie. That's all it is. Right. You're going to see what I'm working before, during, and after. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you the whole picture because I ain't editing my stuff to make you go, ooh, damn, he's a hell of a trainer. Right. You know, I'm going to show you what to do with the bag. And mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you why I did it. Right. That's just me. I get tired of all the lies. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. I, um, you know, you familiar with the Albany and Thomasville boys down there. Um, yep. you know, Neil Carter, I mentioned him a lot. Yep. You know, Neil, um, yep. you know, when I went down there to go visit him, you know, he is, I, I, I talk to him when I can, but you know, he is probably what you think about Maurice. I think about Neil. Right. Sure. And when I went sure. down, huh? I've made, I've made him a few times when he's come up here. Uh, I mean, it wasn't about me. I didn't like. Yeah, I mean, good dude. And one of the first things he told me, you know, he pulled out um, he pulled out one of his, his female dogs. And I was asking him, I was like, why is that dog's tail so straight? And he was like, that's just the way it is. He was like, but I don't really care what's on the back end. I care what's on the front end. Yep. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And, and. This is a, a guy that, you know, has been around the block in the bird dog world for God knows how long at this point. Yep. You know, um, but again, I, 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 how I how I always say social media and the media kind of distorts the perception of a lot of this bird dog stuff. Well, I even think and I'm big into art and stuff like that. You know, when you see these dogs and 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 you've got the 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 great field trial champion pictures and dog's head is high, nobody's thinking about the height of the dog's head. Everybody's looking at the back end because it's a nice looking tail, you know. And I've even posted, um, you know, some of my dog's work, you know, on barrel and stuff like that. I know you're not a fan of it, but you know, when I have posted pictures early on. You know, that dog's tail was not standing straight up. It, you know what I'm saying? It, it just it's cool to see it as a puppy. Yeah, that's great. You know why? You know why? What's that? It ain't confident yet. Yeah, now it is, but before it mm-hmm. wasn't. See? You, you built confidence with yeah. that sign. You know, and, and that took weeks, though. You see what I'm saying? I've had a couple people ask, why is your dog's tail not up? Give him some time. Shitty, three months old, four months old. Give him time to 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 learn himself, and give me time as a trainer to learn how to get this dog more confident. Like you said, you know, I am. All it is is confidence. Just like when I start stopping and standing, that's a rule change. Yeah. When you put it up on the barrel, that's a rule change. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it's it's and 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 you know, for me, what I do like about you know, this and having you on this podcast and, and talking about the variances in training, because we don't have to necessarily agree on the same training method. But we, what we do have to agree on, and I think we do agree on, is the theme of it, which is building that dog's confidence. Mm-hmm. You, you see what I'm saying? Everybody's going to have their their own different ways and everything works. And, and 
at the end of the day, when when you see a, a handler and his dog, what's his dog look like? You know, how is is he excited? It and and does he want to? I don't think Frank Lanasa's dog, um, True Confidence. I don't think that dog is just uh, a stellar dog just because of natural ability. I think he's a hell of a handler and he's had his hands on that dog in such a way that he's encouraged to run for four hours. Yep. You see what I'm saying? I mean, hell yep. cleaning a house. It, it don't, it doesn't feel so bad when it's not a chore. Right. You know, when a pine saw was on the floor and you, you got the windows open and you, and your house looked like that pine saw commercial that'll get you to clean the house. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, correct. You know, and so that's what I really like about what you're talking about and bringing to the table. But also, I do want to be. Um, I'm. I always try to put myself in the position of being the student because I have not done this that long. But what I do want to do with this podcast is educate folks on not just getting a, a, a dog, especially in the pointing breeds. It's nice to get one of those fancy pedigree dogs, but do you know what you are getting? Exactly. Most of them don't. They didn't see the champions and, and all that crap. And, um, I mean, they're buying papers or reading papers. Right. You know, yeah. you know, and, and, and have you gone and okay, so we're buying papers. Well, shit, that's cool. You can email me that, but did you go out and see the parents? Exactly. You know, with my dog, I love him to death, but I drove five hours out to Pine Hill Kennels uh, out in Tennessee to go yeah. see the dog's parents. Right. You know, to, to go talk with Gary, the breeder, and say, look, what what is this dog bringing to the table? You know, I... All right. In light of bringing things to the table, I want to bring to you guys Onyx Maps, which... It's a very complex mapping system. It tracks your longitude, your latitude. Um, it also tracks elevation for when you need to go find birds in those real special places, those special coverts that everybody wants to write about in these, these good old uh, upland hunting books. So when you get a chance, go check out the app and go to onyxmaps.com and download your free trial today. So, uh, you know, now we're getting into the, the meat and potatoes of, of all of this Elhu. Like, what were the dogs that, that, that we should have been looking for for Elhu? And what were the dogs that just were, hell, honestly, complete lies or just, or what the story wasn't told? Well, yeah, I mean, what, what I like and what you like is two different types of likes. Mm -hmm. You know, um, myself, I like the newer Elhu stuff, so bad, Annabelle. Um, explore that stuff mm -hmm. for some odd reason it's just different yeah okay Whaley and Snakefoot Whaley never got nothing until he outcrossed and went to Cornwall yeah because all his dogs were looking like shit and he had to outcross it. Yeah, he mentioned exactly. that yeah he mentioned that in that Snakefoot book a lot he's saying I had to outcross you know is there is there anything that you think as a as a trainer yourself, as long as you've been doing this, um, 
Is there anything that you feel like you've fallen short? I've got this thing called Covey Confessions I do every so often. Where do you think in the time that you've been training that you may have either fallen short or seen yourself succeed, you know, beyond your belief? Uh, I, myself, I mean, I really don't, I don't pay attention to that because I, I don't, we we weren't put on this earth to be bigger than anybody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I'm happy with what God's blessed me with. I enjoy what God's blessed me with. I pass it on to others to help them. That keeps my conscience clear. Yeah. Now, if I help you and you do totally opposite of what I what I've helped you with, I'm kind of done helping because you ain't listening. You ain't listening. Yeah. You know, I mean, you got to answer your question before I even give it. I'm wasting my time. Yeah. You done got everything figured out, so you do it. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. just because we get tired of helping the people that don't want to listen. Yeah. There's things that will pop up that, you know, I wonder if I did that, but added this, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, every dog is different. Right. Every dog has a special way that you need to work it. The method's all the same. We alter the method to fit every dog individually. Mm-hmm. You know, we go back to the Whitmore dogs. You know, I ain't going to touch and love one until we go back to the kill. So we're done. Right. You know? And and, and we, we've gotten something accomplished today. You know, that exactly. is much Everything better. Everything you get something accomplished. You, you don't realize it until the later picks. It's something when you're going through the breaking process. You're like, my gosh, I've been working on this X amount of time, and you're so damn close. Yeah. When are you just going to toss the towel in and do it? Right. You know? And, and then all of a sudden, now the blue is like, boom, got this, Dad. Right. They threw the towel in. You know? Then we yawn nervously because, whoa, whoa, man, where'd that come from? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's the fun of the dogs. Yeah. That's why I say don't set a time limit on anything you do. I don't care if you've been working it a week. I don't think you've been working it a month. I don't think you've been working it five months. You know, you can mention it because that'll give me a thought on something that we need to change. Yeah. Something is happening. If you've been doing this for X amount of time and you ain't getting nothing accomplished, let's show it a different way. The same thing, a different way. And let's get it accomplished. You know, mm-hmm. we go back to launchers, and, and, and you, you were talking about, you know, your dog wanting to creep around and do all kinds of stupid stuff and not wanting to boil and all that. So be it, that's dog. But you'll get to a point when you're breaking, when you're going on through the shot and or the kill, and the dog will start doing real kinds of funky stuff. Okay? Or listen, listen to so it don't get confusing. Uh, I apologize. You, you got the dog steady to flush. Right. And you're starting to overlay the gun. Okay. Bell launcher's doing great. Now, all of a sudden, now the blue is starts doing real funky stuff. Wanting to creep in, wanting to step, wanting to do this, wanting to do that. And you're like, what the hell? You ain't never done this. Okay. That right there is a sign you need to advance. Mm-hmm. You either need to get it off launchers and go to loose birds. You need to change something that you're doing because the dog is bored or the dog is second guessing or the dog is not doing it the way you think it should. Okay. Uh, recent, recent proof of pointer I worked, um, 
Man, that that sound gosh, it was beautiful doing everything it done. Okay? And I kept all launches because I had at that time I had kind of some 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 crappy quail. They were good, but I couldn't trust them. I didn't trust them. Right. But he started doing funky stuff on um on on, on this point. And I'm just like, you know, what the shit? So I went ahead and I went ahead and pulled the launcher and started doing them on loose birds. I gave him a little bit more free run. Right. Okay. So when I got up to the area of the bird, I dropped the cord. I'd set it up to where he would get cross-winded pretty easily and just drop the cord. I didn't make him circle around or come back into it. If he didn't stick it, so be it. Let's go on up here. I'm going to get together back up. Heck, while you hear to me, pet love on you, I'm going to walk you back over and drop the cord again at a different location to where you should sink it. Right. When he did, boy, everything went right back to cooking. I needed to advance him. He couldn't tell me he was bored. He couldn't tell me that, you know, hey, Dad, this kind of sucks. Let's do something different, you know. But he told me by showing me stuff was getting funky, I needed to advance him. Right. I need to change his routine and do the same stuff in a different way. The change was taking him off of launchers, putting him on loose birds, and letting him grow and build himself up on loose stuff and mm-hmm. get him away from the launchers. Right. Does that make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. I mean, you it's it's all observation and and that's something again that I'm just kind of taking a personal note of, um, right. you know, with especially learning this launcher process myself. When he starts acting funky, we need to do something different. Um, yeah. You know, uh, i.e., one thing that you were you mentioned earlier, I'm gonna do the 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 pulling a couple of feathers out and salting the ground. Yep. You know, for my young dog, just to go if, ahead. If, if he sticks it, so be it. That's fine. Fly that bird, he'll learn. You'd be surprised what he learns at that right there moment. Right. And you got a factor too, man. Everything sucks right now. Yeah. The ground sucks. The air sucks. The humidity sucks. Everything sucks. Yeah, it's hot. So we got to keep building the dog because you're paying me to do that. Right. I mean, and and, and that's you know considering scent conditions and and. There, there are a lot of different theories on scent conditions, but there are some things that are pretty much hold, holding true, especially down here in the South. I mean, yep. heat, humidity, green grass. Those are three things yep. that I'm always very leery of, although I have to train in them. Yep. I'm just very leery. And it doesn't matter. You can train at 6 o'clock in the morning. It's, it, as far as Georgia, it's still humid. Yep. You can train at, at, at 6 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock at night. It, it's still humid. But see, what you got to factor, your best smelling is usually from 10, 10.30 in the morning to, to daylight. Mm-hmm. From 11 to 2 to 11 to 4, flat sucks. Yeah. From 4, 4.30 on up into 8, 8.30, you're about to cook in the end. Yeah. Because the scent condition's better. Gotcha. See? Yeah. And see, that's... Yeah. And and that's something that I I wasn't even aware of, man. Just that the 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 timing of that. Yeah, it, I mean that's that's kind of a, a Rob Peter Pay Paul situation or or a common coincidence. Mm-hmm. You know, now with your launchers, 
and being water resistant, not waterproof, you got to watch what you put them in in the early morning. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You got to watch how much uh, freedom you allow for scenting in the early morning or even in the middle of the day. Scent sucks in the middle of the day. But you come up to my house and you tell me your dog's got a choke bar nose and all this, you know, better than sliced bread, you know. Let's pull out some gun out at noon, uh, 90, 95 degrees. Let's see what we got. Right. Because I want to see if, if he's that great, he's going to be that neat in the middle of the day. That's usually in the morning or late in the evening. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not being a butthole about it, but let's see what we got then. I mean, you know? if if if, the, if you're gonna come saying the dog's got this top top of the line nose, then I don't think that's being a butthole at all. I think that's just let's put the proof to the pudding. Yeah, uh, give me proof in the pudding. So no, I you know, and then, then, then what's what's the use you get from that, those type of people? You know, um, oh, well, my dog's never pulled pigeons before, and my dog's never done this, and my angel start making excuses. Yeah, you know, hey, it don't matter. Bird's bird, I mean. But he's got more snow right now than Bill do, so mm-hmm. shouldn't be a problem. Shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> and I mean, it, it, I don't, I don't, I don't know anybody that I've met that's training all the time on on release quail. Anyway, that's not even smart, right? You know, um, pigeons for a lot of different reasons. We don't need to go all because it's a ton of different reasons why you should do that. But I would never train constantly on release quail. That's you're setting yourself up for a whole lot of failure. Yep. You know, that's... You cannot, you cannot build a stable foundation if you don't have control of the whole classroom. Right. Right. Well... You've got to be able to produce that bird. You've got to be able to do things with the bird when it needs to be done for that dog to learn from. Mm-hmm. Which goes back to all of the timing and everything that has yep. to happen i mean no you're right and that was again i mean you know as a wrap up that was exactly why i went to getting the launchers especially because it's a part of the lindley process the, the lindley book but i mean i needed it to be able to to, to manipulate that training scenario yep you know so see now you know, you can benefit yourself or help yourself by cutting some paths in your grass or, or taking such a bush hog all the way up. And I mean, if it's a big place, such a bush hog all the way up as high as it can go and just knock the tops of the grass off. Right. All you need is just enough room to, to, to be able to put the bird. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, take and rotate your, 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 your bush hog depth to where you can still provide or find a tree, you know, out in the field somewhere, if you got that access or something, where you can put shade so the bird doesn't get hot. So by the time you go back and get your dog, walk up there, the bird ain't, the bird ain't cooked and sitting there, you know, freaking hyperventilating right. because it's so hot, you know, and it's going to fly natural, change your springs. You know, you can take blaze orange yarn or uh, some of that blaze orange stuff and put it in your antennas. Mm-hmm. Tie it right off on the tip of your antennas, right? So you know where your stuff is at. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way, when you get out there and you're like, "Oh man, that wind's changed." Well, listen, where am I at now? Where's that at? You know, that certain flower over there, or that certain you know uh, grass change, 
or that certain, you know, uh, whatever, stuck in the, in, the, in the ground or whatever. You've got to have something for the mark or a reminder so when you do get out there, you're like, oh, wait a minute, it's right there. You know what I'm saying? Right. And get over there to where you can help your dog, you know. Mm-hmm. You can't tell your dog, hey, man, I lost a launcher. I don't know where the hell it's at, but, you know, let's see if we can find it. And, you know, you're two foot off the launcher and he found it, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Which is, again, learning learning that bird launcher i mean and that was again that was a huge training hurdle for me i it's funny you just mentioned everything that i i've been going through in learning the launcher because <laughs> <laughs> i was like damn where's this launcher at you know okay um and this is where a lot of people mess up okay anytime you pull a dog off of something you're making a correction mm-hmm. when you physically take your cord and and jerking him or tugging him or come on man come on come on let's go you know Anytime you're doing that, you're making a physical correction on that dog. You're telling that dog wherever it's at, whatever it's doing, it is wrong. Yeah. Okay? So you go up there, and man, uh, whatever, you know, so your Bob's, dog's name's Bob. Oh, Bob's name's Luke the son of a gun. He's got it nailed. Best he's ever looked. I mean, just flawless. Yeah. And, and you go and push your button, he goes, click. Your launcher didn't go off. What are you going to do? <laughs> how 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 you gonna fix that problem? Okay, you can't go up there because you know he's bowling in and he's with you. Reach down, pet on it, pick him up, and carry him away from it. Hmm. You change the whole scenario. You ain't getting rough on him. You ain't doing nothing. Yeah, he's gonna kick his feet a little bit, and he's gonna go want to go. Then I want to go see that bird fly because he knows it's coming. But you can't make that bird fly right now. You've got a can of worms on the launch and you need to figure out what happened. Right. Usually a stick or a stiff weed or something like that got hung up. Your arm might have got bent just a little bit and you need to retweak it. Yep. Something happened that caused that launcher not to go off. Okay. So instead of giving him a physical correction, pick him up and carry him away for hey, brother, a good boy. Go put him back in the kennel or put him back on the dog box. Back in the trailer, wherever you got him at. You know what I'm saying? Right. Go out there and figure out what happened. Now, the dog's broke and standing the flush pretty good and that kind of stuff. Your launcher goes off. Don't get down there on all fours and, and, and flip it that way. That's abnormal. The dog's going to, he's going to want to come in and see why things went south real quick. Right. All you got to do is just take your, take, take your boot and, and the tip of your toe and just back the arm off so that bird will release. Gotcha. I would have okay. now. Now, would have would what would have? How do I say this? What would it have done if, let's say, the launcher doesn't go off and you've got an extra bird and you know on you in your bag and you just throw that instead of? I, I understand. Going to be coming up from where he's smelling at. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it, it, the best thing to do: pet him up. You know, good job. Pick him up. Put him back, and then. And even that, I mean, I'm just going to pay him down the side to win a warrant maybe twice. I ain't going to give him a bunch of time to second guess things. Yeah. I'm going to pay him, pick him up when I got him in my arms. He's a good boy, rub on his head and his ears and, and all that kind of stuff. You know, a lot of times you go walk and spend a couple circles as you're walking yeah. with the dog in your arms and they kind of forget where it was at and go put him on the ground put him up. Now, then, okay, he's probably going to try to pull and go back over there. Right. Okay. He's got an opportunity to play that he don't need to be playing with. The moment you picked him up, it, all the rules changed, 
and you got him out of trouble. When you put him back on the ground 40 yards away, 30, 40, 50 yards away, and you put him back on the ground, he's going to go over there. That amperage is calmed down. He's at he's at Mach 2 instead of Mach 20. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? So you're not making a physical correction. All you're doing is correcting him. Come on, man. Let's go this way. Gotcha. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And go ahead and put him up, give him some water, whatever, chain him out, whatever, and go over and figure out what the, what the hell happened, yeah. where things got sideways at. Gotcha. Usually it's a weed. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, and, and see, the, the main things that I've experienced with that, because, of course, I'm carding them as well as, um, you know, launching them. My card will get caught up in a weed. Yep. You know. What, what you need to do when you close your launcher up and you set your launcher then take your card and lay a corner of it in the gap by the bird. Set, set, set your card right on top in the gap mm-hmm. of, of where you brought your two arms together. Okay. See what I'm saying? And that way there's no chance for it to get caught up. Gotcha. Exactly. Gotcha. And watch your, which, watch, which, pay attention. Okay. General rule of launcher. You put the bird's face in the wind. Mm-hmm. Okay, this way it flies away from the dog instead of at the dog. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when because the dog, the dog is going to be the downwind side, you put the bird facing upwind. Right. Okay. okay. Gotcha. Even if it's chasing or whatever, you got to allow the dog. I mean, excuse me, you got to allow the bird room for safety for nothing to go south. Okay. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I'm I'm taking this and I'm about to go outside and make my own correction. <laughs> yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's, this is how you learn. Yeah, I don't do much with card birds, especially down south anymore, because it's a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. I understand you have to. Yeah, you know, but it's a pain in the ass to do. No, it. I'm tired it, of climbing trees. Oh look, it, it it is now. I mean, it's it works. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it, it but it is a it is a huge pain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, um, you know, for me especially, I, like I've got a large field to train on and things like that. But I got to get my birds back. You know, until they start homing the way that they need to, I got to get my birds back. You know, and that that's been the most efficient way to do it. Understand? You know, but no, it it is a it is a pain in a half. You know, um, it's it's kind of like a double edged sword. Yep. So I. Well, uh, then if you do, then if you don't. There you go. And I mean, even that. I mean, even even when the bird comes up, a lot of times it can get hung up in the launcher mm-hmm. with the with the card. Mm-hmm. Out there, buck wild. Don't jerk him off of it. Take him up, carry him away from it. Right. Then so you 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 run into a, a a special kind of dog trainer doing this, man. Like one that. Well, it's. I guess yeah. Well, but it you just gotta it, factor everything into being as natural as you can make it. Mm-hmm. What what I like about this method. I've never had a dog that I broke here in central Kentucky mm-hmm. that didn't go out west. And if you stayed on top of things and kept the routine going and kept the corrections going, 
out west, up north, down south, you know, wherever, everything still stays the same. Right. The only thing that changed is the air and the terrain. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, it does. I had, a, I had a doctor that I wanted to go for and I mean, yeah, so we're here, you know, Daisy. And I mean, man, this bitch was nice. Um, broke all the way through the field, and I mean, man, down here, she would, uh, I mean, she, I, 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 I work whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big short hair fan. I like a good pointer. That's, that's my bread and butter. Right. That's what I enjoy. And I work everybody. I enjoy everybody. Right. This particular dog, whew, I mean, man, she makes the poop get loose. I mean, she's very <laughs> exciting. She, she, she puts you on her tiptoes all the time. Very small, one connection, two corrections. Oh, got this, Dad. I'm good. Right. Okay. Him and his buddies all flew out to Arizona. Got on, I don't remember if it was scales, whatever. And um, Derby had a hard time because she would, was knocking a bunch. And then, you know, as the day went on, got better. Yeah. And Matt hollered at me. He's like, Jonathan said, man, here's what's going on. He said, what, what do I need to do on this? I said, correcting her on nothing. I said, when she knocks, is she chasing? He said, no, she's stopping herself. I said, well, I said, tap her just a little bit too, just for a reminder. Right. And I said, if she's getting better, I said, here's what I'm thinking. I said, the air out there is dry as a popcorn fart. I said, there's no humidity. There's no nothing. I said, she's figuring out the air. Yeah. I said, I'll bet tomorrow she'll be a totally different dog. And sure enough, yeah. one or two corrections in the morning, he hunted her the rest of the day. They went and had a good time, good feels, got back to being broke, got back to being glued together, got back to figuring out the difference in the air. Wow. It's so dry out there compared to here, you know, she had to understand what's and what's. Right. I mean, and, and, you know, her knock was already out of her system. Everything was all right. I mean, she was a dead dog. You could turn your back on her and flush for an hour. She would not move. Yeah. And it was just, you know, it was boils down to the air. The yes. air had her messed up. But she had brains, and she figured out what happened and why. Mm-hmm. And figured out how to how to adjust herself accordingly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a smart dog. <laughs> like that you is know, a why? that is a brilliant dog. Wow. Yeah. Well, but it's a brilliant method because you had a foundation to go to that she understood. Right. So with this method is it, for some for anybody that's not used it and, and interested in using it. Is that something that, let's say they were using uh, Pity Pat's method from, you know, 1956, whatever. And they've got a dog that haven't seen that much success with, with this method, this Lindley method. Can you basically undo everything and start over from the beginning of the Lindley method and then move into it? Sure. Okay. Because this method is totally different than everybody else's. Everything else is, is I, I don't know, I'll say like a man made, man gimmicks, man first, man control, man everything. This here, it's on the dog's table. 
Yeah. You help the dog learn by its mistakes, its success. You know, it, it's very fair to the dog because it's all the dog's tables. Right. Right. You know, you do what you want to do, but I'm going to help you do it a better way. When, when you do this and you tease, the dog don't understand if it's doing right or doing wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. But when they're successful and you walk over them, you pet them, hey, that's a big boy. Man, love you. You know, your voice and your touch helps them understand that's exactly what we need to do and exactly how we need to do it. Right. There's no correction. There's no nothing. You did it perfectly. And that's all I needed you to do. Yeah. Yeah. Now, don't go work them on another one at this point, depending on what level they are in training, because you're going to cause them to second guess themselves. Right. Right. You know, teaching a dog, okay, to make your own mistakes and correct itself, you know, that's, I guess that's the thing that I do like about it. And I'm learning so much about, um, you know, with this book and and how it kind of, and Martha Greenlee did a really good job at detailing it. Right. Um, you know, and I think that's something that as trainers, again, we kind of need to to realize, like, you're not going to, you're not going to, to tell that dog to do anything outside of its own nature. It's got to figure it out for itself. Exactly. Yep. 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 So, as we conclude this podcast, is there anything, oh, first of all, I want to know, is there anything that you would leave to you know, any of the new guys trying to come in and, and work their own dogs and also how can folks get a hold of you? Well, I mean, I've got, I've got a website. It's www.jonesysgundogs.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you're welcome to, to holler at me there. It's got my phone number. Um, you're welcome to, I mean, if you call, you know, most times I'm working, leave a message and I holler back as quick as I can. Um, or contact me via email in there. Um, uh, you know, I'm on Steady with Style with Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, got my own page, it's Dave Jones Jonesy uh, on Facebook. Man, holler at me, you know. Um, I'm not much into sugarcoating. I'm going to tell you lies to, you know, try to make you feel better or whatever. I'm going to pretty much, you know, I, I state it the way it needs to be stated. You know, I'm not going to be a butt about it, but we've got to figure out what's happening and why you're having a problem or what's causing your confusion. Um, you know, the biggest thing, you know, think like a dog, you yeah. know, enjoy what you're doing. There's no reason you don't enjoy your training. Right. You know, you start adding a bunch of stuff and, and getting, you know, real gimmicky with everything, you know, you're probably going to create a can of worms or right. things aren't going to go the way you think they should go. You know, just uh, the more black and white it is for you, the more black and white it's going to stand for dogs. Yep. You know, they don't understand English. They don't understand the, the verbal communication. You know, keep it on their page, and you'll see a lot cleaner, a lot more respectful, a lot more important to please, a lot more everything dog because they're not scared to have a mistake or to mess up. Right. No, yeah. that's 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 real. Um, you know, and I I appreciate you educating me as much as you have on this podcast, man. I mean. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I, I've learned a lot that I just, I, that I've personally fallen short on, 
you know, and and it's just time to get back to the to the training board. Well, I mean, what you've done is fine, but there's different things to make things better. Right. It's going to help you as much as it helps your dog. Yeah. That's the whole goal to all of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Man, well. If a teacher goes into class, if a, teen, a teacher goes into class and the whole class is fucking wild, there ain't going to be one thing to work that day. Nope. Uh, look, I'm a, I'm a school teacher myself. I can tell you that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean until until you get control of the dog and get the dog to kind of let the milk out, just go. Okay, what we got? Mm-hmm. You know, then get nothing done. Yeah. You know, help the dog, build the dog, teach the dog. You know, be fair to the dog. It ain't have to you know the cohort of dog crap and always too soft to learn. That's all bull crap. You got to adjust your hands to help that dog learn today and build for tomorrow and build for the next day and the next day and the next day. Right. You know? They ain't too soft to learn. They're not. They're playing you. <laughs> They're smarter. They don't got you figured out before you can put the cord on. Mm-hmm. And the moment that you start, the moment that they, they smell a, a, a any sense of doubt. Yep. You know, any kind of hesitation. <laughs> they, they... If I'm going to work on it five minutes, I'm going to work on it five minutes. If I get something done in the five minutes that allows that dog to pick the towel up off the floor and get ready to toss it or pick it up out of the shelf and get ready to toss it in and buy in with me, mm-hmm. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I don't want you second-guessing yourself. You're, you're, you're on the track I want you to be on. Right. Right. And... You know, that's 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 the incremental part of, of dog training that I that again I, I just wanna conclude on. Like we do have to look for those little small instances of success, you know? Um I've had dogs before act a fool today. Mm-hmm. And we ain't getting no birds because I'm not gonna get done with nothing done with the bird part of it. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to get no studying done. I ain't going to get no manners done. I ain't going to get nothing done. So I'm not giving you birds. I'm going to out here and stand you out in the middle of the field. And I'll turn to the left and fly that bird. I'll turn to the right or whatever and fly that bird. We're going to work on something else. This way here, you got it in your head that there ain't no birds here. Right. We're not going to them. We're going to work on standing still. We're going to work on a little bit of hero work. We're going to work on whatever we've got to work on to get your head glued back together with my head. Mm-hmm. Okay? Tonight... I'll go to their kennel, act like I'm working some other dogs or whatever, say it's a rain day or something, whatever, right. a rain day tomorrow. I'll go over there and I'll load the trailer up and the dog box up. I'll drive right where they can see me. That particular dog can see me load dogs up in my truck. I might go to the store and get, get bird food or get dog food or whatever. Mm-hmm. They think I'm going somewhere else to work. Mm-hmm. Okay? So what I'm doing is I'm mentally making them think I'm putting them in time out. I want to latch her gate, open her gate, shut it, relatch it, grab the next two dogs right next to them. Yeah. yeah. And not grab them. You'd be surprised the next time I go and pull that dog out, how much more compliant they are. But that drives them up the wall. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, and you'll see within a couple minutes, I mean, you know, some dogs come out of the kennel, I get it. You know, you need to walk them around four or five minutes before they, they settle in and get their jets cooled down to learn. Right. 
you know, some dogs come out of the kennel and, learn, and start ready to learn right off the bat. Yeah. You know, you've got to adjust your hands, your presentation, your work for that dog that day differently to allow them to learn. Mm-hmm. That's part of being fair to the dog. If a dog's pulling you to where it wants to go, you ain't going to teach nothing that day. No, nah, we got to simmer down a little bit. Exactly. Yep. Got yeah. to, got to, got to simmer down some. Well, I mean, and that's, that's, those are all the. We're taking nothing from it. You know, we're just, cool you guys, bud. We're yeah. going to do this. We will get there. You know. But we're going to get exactly. there not the way that you want to get there. Yep. You know, we gonna get there with some with some kind of you know class and cooth. I mean, you know, even with a pointer, people always somehow you pull a pointer out of the truck, you know, let him off the truck, but he's from here to the next county. Well, we not gonna operate like that. That doesn't have well, to be. That's your fault. Right. That 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 is that man's fault because he didn't do nothing to help that dog want to be with him. Mm-hmm. I don't care where the dog's comfort range is. The dog's comfort range might be five hundred yards. So be it. We're gonna work at, at at ten yards and and do things together while we're letting before we let that dog get its its distance built back. Right. I can't trust you at five hundred. I can't trust you at forty yards. Right. That dog. So I ain't gonna let you run off and, and get self-employed. Mm-hmm. And now every and every time we do something, I'm you know frustrated and hooping and hollering, which I'm not gonna yeah. do that either. But I'm frustrated. That you know, we done drove however many hours out to this bird field in in, in this hunting season, and you ain't trying yep. to find nothing. Yep, ain't nobody's fault but yours. Right, right. We gotta that. That's really breaking it down, man. And, and like you said, you ain't sugarcoating it. <laughs> I mean, I can't. You know. Yeah. I've got to lie to cover up a lie. Yeah. I raised my daughter. You will never, ever, ever forget the truth. Mm-hmm. You won't. You've lived it, you've seen it, you know it. Right. People's going to put stuff in there and throw stuff at you to try to sugarcoat it and to make you kind of second guess yourself or second think the truth. You still know the truth, period. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and, and what they say, the truth shall set you free. <laughs> yes, sir. You know, it all come out in the wash. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, Dave, it has been a pleasure, man. Like, I <laughs> look, I got to have you on again for some more just trainer talk. Like, you know, and, and, and you know, I'm going to bug you because um, <laughs> now I got a whole bunch of launcher questions of my own that I'm going to just kind of come up with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my line's always wide open, you know. Well, I, I mean, I cannot just thank you enough for being on the podcast and I'm I'm thrilled to know you now, man, and and, and to have been able to get this. I'm just so Jonesy. Uh, Just so Jonesy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, you know, you you familiar with Georgia now, so you got to get down here. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, you you down here in the south, man, and we got to see you back down here in Georgia, and I got to get up to uh, (laughs) get up to Kentucky and get out to South Carolina with, with with you and uh Mo. Yeah, I mean, you know, you talk it over with him. If he's cool with it, I'm cool with it. We'll set something up. Okay, you know? okay, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, as, as we conclude, guys, this is another episode of the Gun Dog Notebook Podcast with Dave Jones, Jonesy's Gun Dogs. So we will catch y'all on the flip side next week. 
All right, guys, that's another episode of the Gun Dog Notebook Podcast, parts one and two, with Dave Jones of Jonesy's Gun Dogs. So, if y'all give me a second, I want to thank my title sponsor, Onyx Maps. Onyx Hunt, definitely go check out the app, download it, get ready for the season. Um, you can have a sporting dog. Please, please, please feed your dog the right food. It has been phenomenal for me and my dogs. Um, my affiliates, Line Country Supply, uh, Dakota 283 Kennels, and always, always, always the Northwoods Collective Boys, Project Upland, and everybody else. Thanks again for listening.